0: Uh, Greetings in the Master's name. It's interesting how a minister sometimes uh, thinks about his messages. Uh, Brother Ben Martin was on the schedule today, and then um, he went to Indiana for his brother's memorial service, his his last living brother, and last brother besides him now, So he traded with me. And when he asked me about preaching, I had in mind a message I would bring. And then last Sunday evening was a song service at Pike. And so we went. And while we were singing, I thought, I think this is what we'll do for a message today if it doesn't change through the week. Sometimes it changes again. but just singing those songs and thinking about the words of the songs is the, the songs have so much truth and so much power in the messages of the song and so I wanted us to mainly just look at some songs this morning and the words and I hope we can, I think we'll try to sing some of them too we'll see how our time holds out but like the uh, the first one there we sang after Sunday school. You can turn to these, one forty four. That's a very um, um, well. That one's certainly not hard to sing. Just kind of flows along, uh, and it's a little bit along the line of Jesus loves me. Uh, for God so loved us, He sent the Savior. For God so loved us and loves me too. That makes it personal. I mean, we know God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. Everybody can say that. But God loves me. God loves me. He sent the Savior, the blessed Redeemer. He sent the Savior to set me free. And Some of the other songs will really bring that out too. Christmas, Jesus coming, and victory. And so I won't comment a lot on that right now, but He sent the Savior to set me free. It's like I was talking to one of the homeless fellows last Sunday, I think it was. And I forget just exactly the conversation. It's on the way to church. I stopped there at Rose's and uh, one of them asked me for some money. And uh, well, since I knew him. And, uh, I don't just hand out money to anybody exactly, but said he reckoned he would go out along the street and hold his sign this morning. And I said, well, what do you need? What do you, what do you, what do you need? Well, he needs money for food and cigarettes. And I said, yeah, cigarettes are expensive. And, uh, so I gave him some money. And he said, now I won't have to go hold my sign. We talked a little bit more and, uh, he said, he has his demons, and I said something about the power of Jesus. Well, yeah, he sort of recognized that, but seemed like maybe he thought that his demons were a little bit more than that. Just anyway, but he came to set us free. Okay, let's turn to, um well, still, still, still. The reason I, okay, these songs I've asked, uh, uh, brother brian to to lead some of these songs i gave him him ahead of time and uh that still still with it i won't comment a lot on that one but reason i wanted out before the message is because those words still 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 just calm our hearts before him just listen to him an attitude of reverence uh attitude of worship uh before god but one the song we sing uh here before Sunday school was two o four. I'd like to look at that one a little bit. Two o four. Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, and uh, that word Emmanuel sort of. Um, well, I mean, we know the scripture and so on, and and I. Uh, I know that verse in Matthew, but it just really stood out to me recently. Uh, Emmanuel. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. There's this, um, it's a make-believe story, of course, but, uh, and I forget the exact, something about um, Boys Club or something and, and how these aliens landed and was talking to these boys about uh, everything the boys would say we did. Well, the aliens, they had one better on them. And finally, the boy said, God visited us. And he said, he did, where is he? And they said, we killed him. Um, but that wasn't the end of the story. I mean, that's not the end of our story. He rose again and so on. Emmanuel, God with us, just to think about. I mean, the picture was there that God actually visited you all. Now, that's something that they couldn't come up with anything better. God visited us. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, it says, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell, thy people save and give them victory over the grave. Uh, that, that's powerful. Uh, that, to ransom a captive. Um, we, we probably have read stories. We think about ransoms, think about people being kidnapped and paying the ransom. Um it talk about Satan's tyranny. Um But he came. He came to free us from all that. It rejoice, rejoice, it says. Let's uh let's turn to nine ninety-eight. Toward the end it's a more of a choral hymn. Nine ninety-eight. Uh maybe we'll sing um maybe we'll sing the first verse of that one, uh, Brian. You wanna lead that song? About that a little bit in our Sunday school class about the wise men, the kings, three kings from the east, and of course we don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't say it's three. It says it mentions three different gifts they brought, so that's one reason we think maybe it was three. But uh, the uh, these uh, actually it was. Uh, we don't know how long they were traveling, but but uh, Jesus and Mary were living in a house and. When Herod found out, when he got his information from him, and then when he tried to do away with Jesus, he killed everybody from two years old and under. And so uh, that doesn't—I'm sure Herod thought he was being on the safe side, and he he uh, expanded the age maybe a little bit. But Jesus was not a baby when the wise men came; he was more of a toddler, like perhaps. But so they were traveling for an extensive period of time, and where they came from, the east and kings but when they saw that star they took some action we're going to go see that king and they went prepared they took their gifts and um so uh, that was brought out in our Sunday school lesson how they acted on what they saw and the other um the other week uh, brother Delmar and maybe some others were in uh, at um at the mall asking people some questions about their beliefs and yeah they believe in god they believe in the bible they believe in jesus and and they yes 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 they believed all these things and his last question was does the what the way you believe affect the way you live and they all said no and that just floored him that just floored him to think that what you say you believe doesn't affect the way you live well what you well, the wise men, they acted on what they believed. They pursued. They pursued. Uh, but one thing about this song, well, okay, the second verse. We didn't sing the second verse. We long to behold him, this Savior foretold by sages and prophets of centuries old, to worship before him, his praises to sing. Oh, wonderful Savior, Redeemer and King. That is Christmas. And uh, one thing about this song, I, I'm no... Uh, Music person and, and, uh, but it seems to me like the song, it's like, uh, the way, the way it moves is just, uh, you know, from lands of the East, we have, it just keeps going like that. We're onward proceeding, unmindful, unheeding, all else but, uh, leading. It's like we're just keeping right after it. We're steady. I mean, we're, there's nothing gonna stop us. That's the way it seems like the music is moving through this song. And I think that's very fitting. They were determined to find Jesus. They were determined to pursue Him. And, uh, I did think of the, uh, of a scripture here when it says about, we long to behold Him as Savior foretold by sages and prophets of centuries old. That made me think of, uh, of Peter. First Peter. If you have your Bibles, you might turn to First Peter. It's just, I was just thinking recently what a privilege it is to live on this side of the birth of Christ. The birth of Christ is the focal point of history. You know, everything, the the 4,000 years leading up to the birth of Christ, and now it's 2,000 years after, and it's the focal point. But we live on this side of it. And that's kind of what this song is saying. you know, by sages and prophets of so centuries old, people were looking forward to him, to worship him and praise him. And now we're on this side of it, and that's what Peter is talking about. If I can find the verses here I'm wanting, it's 1 Peter. Uh, yes, 1 Peter, verse 8, chapter 1, verse 8. I'll read several verses here. It says, whom having not seen ye love... In whom, though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, and to whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you from the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. So it's saying those prophets in the Old Testament, like Isaiah is called the the gospel of the Old Testament, has so much about Christ in it, so much prophecies. But those Old Testament prophecies, prophets, and they were men of God, they... They were powerful men of God, but it said they longed to completely understand what they were saying. Uh, this, this, this one they were foretelling, they wondered about it. And now he says, it's been revealed to us. Christ came, and now he's saying, this is what has been preached unto you. And said, even the angels desire to look into this, this marvelous, marvelous truth of Christ coming to earth. And being the Redeemer and the Savior, it's just, it's just an unfathomable message. It says, even the angels desire to look into that. And uh, so, how blessed, how blessed we are. Uh, let's turn to 225. I don't think we'll take time to sing that one, but I do want to look at some of the words. 225 says, O oh, holy night. Speaking, of course, of the night of Christ's birth, it says, It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Do you feel worth? You know what makes, you know what my worth is? My worth isn't my work my job, my worth isn't even being a minister. My worth is the fact that I'm a child of God. He has accepted me into his family, and that makes me worth something. Not in my own, but what that he's accepted me. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of man, nor of the flesh, but of God. Maybe didn't get quite every word there. But anyway, long lay the world in sin and arrow pining till he appeared and the soul felt his, a thrill of hope. The weary soul rejoiced. Do you ever feel weary? I do. This last couple of days I was feeling weary. But a thrill of hope. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morning. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices, O night divine, when Christ was born. Fall on your knees and worship. Led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star, sweetly gleaming, here came the wise men, and so on. Um, Now, the last verse. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love. His gospel is peace. Chains he shall he break for the slave is our brother. It's interesting to me looking at the, uh, at the, uh, lifespan of the person that wrote this. He lived from 1812 to 1893. So I wonder if it didn't have something to do with the slavery period there. He says, chains shall he break for the slave is our brother. God makes every man equal. It's all the ground is level the foot of the cross. And Whatever condition we're in, if if we let Christ break the chains of Satan, the way Satan binds us and oppresses us and so on, if we let Christ break those chains in our life, we're free. In his name shall all oppression cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is Lord. Okay, 285. Let's turn to 285. I believe we'll sing first two verses of this one. one two, birth to a manger he came, made in the likeness of man. That's the incarnation, what we refer to as the incarnation. I guess it's Latin, incarnation, caudine is flesh, Christ, God. And that, that's really something that uh, that our finite minds cannot grasp, how God could become man. We simply believe it by faith. In Philippians, it says, though being equal with God, he thought himself not. He thought himself. I should turn to that. Philippians uh, chapter 2. And there again, just recently, I was uh, impressed with the, the power or the, um, the truth of that. It said in verse 6 Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God and made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men so people don't understand they try to explain how and some people can't don't they say it it, it can't be that god could become a man and so they say well jesus wasn't really god but it says here that Jesus did not consider it wrong, robbery, to be equal with God. He was equal with God, but he made himself. He took upon him the form of a man, and a form of a servant was made in the likeness of man. So Jesus coming to earth as a man, and then the and that'll come out here maybe, but I'm thinking about it right now, so I'll just mention it. Uh, the verses in Hebrews, it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, and that's talking about us. We're flesh and blood. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And I need the last part of that too. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So there it again, it's deliverance. Deliverance from the power of Satan. Deliverance from bondage. It's just, it's just, we can't think enough. We can't, we can't, we can't totally comprehend. We just can't realize the, the, uh, import, the impact of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We were talking about this morning in Sunday school lesson there in Revelation that imagery and how you have this war in heaven between, you have this war in heaven between the dragon and, uh, and Michael and the, and the angels and this tremendous conflict that's going on in heaven. And then it says, the dragon was cast to earth and he made war with the, with the, with the, the, uh, seed of the woman. Well, that, the seed of the woman is the followers of Christ. And so there's this war that's going on all the time. And you know, Jesus, when he was here on earth, he prayed a lot. You know, it says he'd go out into the mountain and pray at night. Well, he came from heaven. He understood more about that warfare that's going on behind the scenes than we do. And Satan tried to be, he, he, he was, according to what we read in, in the prophets, I think it's in Isaiah, it might be in one of the others, but how he was the, he, he, he was the, um uh, Lucifer I forget the exact words but he was a very powerful angel evidently and but anyway he was cast out of heaven and his whole thing is he is he is at enmity with God and so anyone who's following God all Satan is out for is to make people miserable he hates every single person because we are created by God we're God's God brought us here on the earth so that we can live with him for eternity and Satan wants to destroy every one of us and he offers all kinds of gimmicks to try to make us think that it's difficult to serve God, it's easier to serve Him. All He's trying to do is destroy us. And actually, because man fell in the Garden of Eden, we come into the world with a tendency to do wrong. And that's why we have to become born again. We become born a new creature in Christ Jesus. It talks about it all through the scriptures, about being made a new person in Jesus Christ, it's just so, it's so tremendous to be, to be freed from the power of Satan. If it wouldn't have been for Jesus and his death, he conquered Satan. He was born. He grew up. He died on the cross and Satan thought he had it. He thought he won. He had killed God. And he rose three days later and that was, that was the end of his supposed victory. Well, anyway, let's look here. What does it say? Wonderful birth to a manger he came, made in the likeness of man, to proclaim God's boundless love for a world sick with sin, and a world sure is sick with sin, and God still loves it, pleading with sinners to let him come in. You know, it says in Revelation Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him, and he with me. And he's still knocking. He's still knocking. That invitation is still still there. Wonderful life full of service so free, friend to the poor. And the needy was he, unfailing goodness on all he bestowed, undying faith in the valest he showed. Some people feel like they've messed up so bad there's no, no hope. Undying faith in the vilest he showed. Wonderful death, for it meant not defeat. Calvary made his great mission complete. Last, some of the last words on the cross, it is finished. It is finished, he said. Wrought our redemption, and when he arose, banished forever, the last of our foes. Wonderful hope, he's coming again, coming in glory forever to reign. Marvelous promise! His word cannot fail. His righteous kingdom at last must prevail, and I'm glad that right now I can be a part of that kingdom. It says in Colossians, it said, it says, um, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. You know, uh, it was uh, it was Simeon It said about Jesus being a light to lighten the Gentiles, and so there in Colossians it says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So, his righteous kingdom at last must prevail. Wonderful name he bears, wonderful crown he wears, wonderful blessings his triumphs afford. Wonderful Calvary, wonderful grace for me, wonderful love of my wonderful Lord. Let's kneel for prayer.